This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LagarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron and with me as always are Barnabas and Dave. Guys, it's Monday. Is it? Apparently. I honestly don't know because the weekend didn't really feel like a weekend, so Monday doesn't feel more like a Wednesday. I don't know. It's oh, I'm sorry. It's it so yeah, nice outside Wednesdays. right now, too, that I'm like, man, this is a... I mean, I'll take like a nice, like, rainy, mm-hmm. nasty Monday. That's fine, man. It's just a, That just sums it up. There you go. That's true. Crappy weather Mondays are good work days because you're like, I, didn't, I don't yeah. want to do anything anyway, so I'll just yeah, go ahead right. and do all these emails yeah. or whatever. Unfortunately, yeah. it's a beautiful day out. It's that mm-hmm. time of year in Nashville. We've got like... Three months out of the year when it's almost perfect, and it's like part of April and part of May, mm-hmm. and then like part of September, most of October. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's iffy. I know. Stinking well, hot, it rainy. What? Uh, yeah. Snowing again in your hometown. Well, definitely, no, it's always just yeah. always snows in the, Canada. That's the always. Other, well, the other day, yeah, that's right. exactly. July, it snowed in my hometown over the weekend, <laughs> and so I'm glad I don't live there anymore. Gosh. But yeah, the other, the other seasons in Nashville are like Gold Bond and Wool Socks. Like, those are your options. <laughs> yeah, so. totally. <laughs> and sometimes at the same time. And yeah, within a gold. day. Yeah, you yeah. start with Wool yeah. Socks, and like by 1 o'clock, you're like, oh, Gold Bond. Yep, that's right. Wow. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, clearly we're in a great mood. But, uh, you know, I, I got to admit, I had a good weekend. You know, I did, I, I did too. You yeah. know, I spent my Saturday doing absolutely nothing for most of the day. Uh, and so I just read a book, and it was the best. Man. What did what? you read? Since I, this is a podcast that's about true. said I subject. I finished reading um, The Diary of Hendrik Grun. Oh, yeah. You brought that up on a previous episode. Yeah, about a month ago I was talking about it. And it was a, and for some reason it just took me a while to... You read it all in one day? I read about half of it in a day. <laughs> so... Once now, where I, were you reading? In the apartment? Or yeah, are you reading just in outside? the apartment. Okay, just, just chilling inside, out just chilling inside. in the okay. living room. You're not like, I want to go get a hammock at a park or no. something like that? No. 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 My doctor Flower would probably like hair. it, you know, so that I could get a little more vitamin D from the sun. Yeah. Because I'm inside too much. There's an office the, worker. There's the but, sun uh, here in Nashville. There yes, is the there's sun. a lot of it. Today there is. Tomorrow, rain. Uh, spring's pretty sunny. It's been sunny it's for a nice. while. It's been nice. I know. It's been great. It's been nice. Man, I like it. it. I like I the know. spring thing. Right. Being a North Midwesterner, I'm not used to this spring thing. <laughs> we we <laughs> had like yeah, we when had like a start? winter we, summer. It goes from winter to slush to summer in the space of about four to ten days. <laughs> so they haven't they haven't yet had that. They're still in winter because it snowed wow. over the weekend. I mean, you know, when uh, was it Target Field? You know, was created. I thought, like, man, that's pretty impressive that they're going to take a risk on that first month and a half of baseball. I mean, that's you know what they really take a risk on attendance. Mm. So yeah. they they haven't had a ton of games this year delayed or or you know rescheduled yet, but their attendance is like 
eleven or fourteen thousand per game at a lot of these games because people are like it's thirty three degrees. You can play. I won't watch. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I can watch Correct. on TV just fine. That's, right. yeah. That's what I do. I know. <laughs> MLB TV for the win from the comfortable spring of Tennessee. Yeah. Go Twins. Yeah, but they're not our sponsors today, are they? <laughs> they could be if they wanted to. I wish yeah. they were. I we mean, have I would, ava- we have I would sell myself for yes. that. I would even talk about the 1987 <laughs> Twins all day I would, long. I would pretend to care about sports. I would ask who's juicing. and. Uh, <laughs> Juicing has now become a whole different thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like green juicing and yeah. all these different juices. Okay. Yeah. By, by juicing, steroids? PEDs. Okay. Broaden it PEDs. out. Oh, yeah. okay. There yeah. you go. Performance yes. enhan- enhancing drugs? There you go. Look at that, you. Look at you. Have you read Juiced, uh, Conseco's book? Not no. yet. You want to, don't you? No, I yeah, don't. Yeah, you do. Here's you, the thing. <laughs> all celebrity memoirs suck. That's no, on my no, things no, no, I've no, been no, reading no, no, no. recently list. I've tried multiple ones, and they're all disappointing. But you know it's going to be trash, but That's you're going to enjoy that it's trash. You did the Martin Short one that you enjoyed no. last year. Martin Short? Yeah. False. You didn't like that one? I have never read a Martin Short Really? One. I don't know who you're thinking of, but it we, wasn't you me. You read Eric Idle's, sure didn't you? you? Nope, that did was you, that? Dave. That was me. Well, I'm aware that was me. Aaron did. <laughs> I know. So Aaron, Aaron did read, read the, I real, the celebrity I realize, you, I realize you enjoy my yeah. company. You admire me greatly. But projecting me unto you is <laughs> taking it a little too far. <laughs> I did not read that one. Although I actually would because I listened to an interview with him, and he was very funny. But here's the thing. I've listened to interviews with other celebrities who are funny, and their books are terrible. So mm-hmm. that's not what this podcast is about today. I'm just in a mood. So let's carry you on. You are in a things. mood. Yeah, that sorry, is true. Guys. Let's keep it short. That is right. true. Yes, yeah. let's do that. You're thinking Martin Short. Short, uh, short, short books we're going to talk about. Yes, that's right. Short Speaking books. of short, let's talk short books. Yeah. So, guys. What are our favorite ones? One of our, one of our biggest gripes has been books that are too long. Too long because they don't need to be that long. There are some long books out there that are fantastic and they're worth the 1,000 pages or 500 pages or whatever it is, but the majority of them are not. And there are some books that are 220 pages and would benefit from being a a solid like 80. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a solid exactly. first chapter. A nice, yeah. a nice Hey, marketing books. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anything <laughs> that we are forced to read. Whoa. Ooh. Okay. Um, Ooh. Not anything. Some. Many some things. Some to almost all. There are many things. That? There you go. Um, you know, I just finished one of those that. Um, <laughs> one of, one recently, of those. One of those. <laughs> one called of those. Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. And uh, it could have been 50, maybe 60 pages. Yeah, his books fall in that category. Yeah. He loves, like, examples and case studies and things. And he's like, so here's another example. You're like, nope, got it with the concept. Don't need 11 examples Correct. of where we should draw boundaries. Correct. Thanks. That one, basically, Henry. read the last chapter, and you're fine. So you're welcome, everybody. But there are some books that are short, that are exactly as long as they need to be. And I like Ooh, that. Wow. That's, that's, Which that's ones, the statement Aaron? right there. Well, yeah. since you got <laughs> yeah, you since did so much preparation <laughs> for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, know, I spent did hours so in this much one. preparation. Yeah. You know, I spent actually years in preparation yeah. for this. Well, can we talk, let's talk first that's about funny. why books. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why, why, why do books become so long? I mean, I know the well, answer. Well, you've, you you've given the answer mul- multiple times. Yeah. It's all about the price point. It's all about the price point. Yeah. So you got to get that up. Make that thing a jacketed hardcover, add another 10 bucks to it. That's mm. right. That's right. You're just printing money at that point. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. What publisher does. <laughs> not not every publisher, of course, but all, all these Is that is that the sound a, of an actual pub board meeting? That's, that's what happened. Mm. Yeah, add another two bucks to that. Oh, yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> 
Remember, don't get fired. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I've sat, I've sat in a lot of meetings discussing forthcoming titles and, and asked, why don't we charge more for this? Just mm-hmm. it's perpetually. And that's like completely unironically because right. nobody buys books at full price. So yeah. why not charge more for it? Right. You can do, but we're not here to talk about inflationary pricing. No. But no. I mean, I'm all for increasing price of books because I don't want a book to be devalued. But there's a point where you're doing it to the point where it, it hurts the book more than it helps, I would sure. say. So sure. where that line is, I don't know. We're always trying to figure that out. So. It's, Boom. it's a tricky thing. Well, I mean, if Amazon's taught us anything, the the uh, correct price for a book is 40% less than the cover price. <laughs> Amazon yeah. doesn't so, price at 40% they off don't. anymore. They, they, they For a long time, it was like 35 was pretty standard, 40 was mm-hmm. common. Now it's like 30. 15 to 20 most of the time on print books. Mm-hmm. And then they'll drop it beyond that. But yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't price the way mm-hmm. they, as aggressively as they used to. I, I Maybe they don't need to anymore. I think they're worried about not getting tax breaks at some point, so they have to figure out how to actually make profit. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. So, right. but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about some of our favorite short books on the show today. Um, and we're not going to say, hey, it's got to be under 100 pages, under 200 pages, or whatever, just what we define as short. Okay. So... Uh, and so, since, a brisk seven hundred so, page, and since none of us are philosophers or theologians proper, we should keep it pretty reasonable. Sure, yeah, I like that. I can Although try, you I do cool. like obnoxiously long biographies, you Dave. really do, Dave. Just because, just get that price point up. That's it. So, <laughs> it looks wait, good. wait, can it we looks... make this? Can we make this three volumes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, That's actually, you know what? The Ron Chernow writes it. All we right. sure can. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh. He's poking at old Ron again. Old there Ron, you he's go. basking in all his Pulitzer Prizes and goblets of cash. Speaking of printing <laughs> money. <laughs> I could go for one of those. I could go for a goblet of something else, too. <laughs> uh, no, oh. no, no. Yeah, history, historians are notoriously bad. So, yeah, you know, when I when we were going back and forth about this, I, I it's funny. I went to history books, and I thought, man, are there, like, some really good ones that I've loved? that fit that and the answer is yeah there's a handful yeah they're not in that like under 200 page zone but they fit more of a so take like a winston churchill like how many bios are in winston churchill they're they're probably all of, hundreds all of them, all of them. Yep, yeah they're one they're all like yep. a thousand pages long or multi-volumes That's for one paul johnson's churchill is like 180 pages is that for kids? Is that no, what you read? It's brilliant. Are you familiar with Paul Johnson's yes. work? He's a real historian, unlike uh, fake Chernow. And uh, oh, why, why am I on Chernow's side? I like one of his uh, books because I wanted to be on the other side for me, so I decided to be antagonistic. Um, no, Paul Johnson wrote one called Churchill, and it's probably about 180, 200 pages, and it's it's really brilliantly done. It's not for kids. It's for grown-ups who don't want to read the 11 volume yep. lion of whatever Churchill set. <laughs> Last lion. That one. Mm. Yes. 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 The, yeah, Aslan is coming Churchill set. <laughs> that one. <laughs> so, yeah. they, so but, that's good. But in bi- biography form, 180 pages is, is practically like the Cliff's Notes. It's, right. it's the super short. That's super short. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what I would say to go with that, I'd say, all right, so maybe you don't want to dive into that full bio. And I went straight to a book by Candace Millard called Hero of the Empire, uh, which is about Churchill. And it is, it's like, it's 350 pages or something. So Mm -hmm. for a history book, that's relatively short. But 
Here's what I recommend. If you're not like in the mood for that thousand page bio or, or the multi relatively healthy right, too. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, no, but it's good. But it focuses on kind of what made the legend of Winston Churchill. And it's his, about his daring escape during the Boer War, which everybody knows about, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about the Boer War. Nothing like a good colonial war to get you started off. No, but he uh, he escapes. Uh, he is captured uh, during a fight. He's actually a, a a war correspondent, even though war correspondents in those days picked up weapons pretty easily, uh, which he did. But he was captured by the Boers, which were kind of a think of a Dutch speaking. Think of where Afrikaans comes from. It's from this like Dutch and African blend it's language. Sort of like it's, Dutch. Mm-hmm. It's like Creole yes. Dutch almost. Yes. Or Pigeon yeah. Dutch, I mean. Yes. But when you think of like where the Afrikaans comes from, think of the Boers. And uh, and so essentially it was, yeah, the British Empire fighting against um, them. But him escaping from prison, it's fascinating. It's fun. It's You get more the feel of what he was doing. He knew he needed a story for himself. And yeah. what did he do after that? He traveled the world telling about this story. And he basically is, you know, the British version of Teddy Roosevelt, as we know. So there you go. That's our first one. I'll throw that one out. Okay, there we go. Right. There we go. Barnabas? So I see Dave has the book, The War of Art, yeah, yes, sitting by yes. him by Stephen Pressfield, who Dave and I both have um, utmost respect for, love his writing. He's written historical fiction. He's written a couple of books uh, like this one, which are more about creativity, art, Yes. So one of in, which has a title we can't share on the on the podcast. It does? I think so. I'm pretty sure it does. Beep, okay, well look that beep. one up. I don't remember that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he does cuss a lot in his books. Part of the reason I enjoy them. Um, but uh, <laughs> there is a version of the War of Art uh, that is actually shorter. So this one's what, like 220 pages ish? Not, not even that. 200 ish. It's 160 pages. 160. Long. So yeah. it's not a long book. It's a quick read. Yeah. He did another one called Do the Work. Yeah. Yep. Which is sort of the distillation of the war of art. And it's probably 70 pages. I mean, it's it's an hour long read. Mm-hmm. It's also really light text per page because there's a lot of like bold and big text. And it's basically the kick in the pants that any creative person needs to just to to start working, to finish the project you're on, to put mm-hmm. it out there into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do the work is mm-hmm. on my short list. And yeah. so mm-hmm. the War of Art is a great yeah. choice. Do the work is the shorter version. <laughs> the shorter of, of the shorter version. It's the version. shorter of the shorter, which <laughs> right. is great. Because instead yes. of going, what's the short version of a long book? We're like, we're going to take a short book and make it shorter. Right. right. So what did not bo- what did not bother me about this, about the War of Art, is the fact that I knew it was like, okay, this is going to be like one thing he just like hones in on, which he does, which it's a big mm-hmm. kick in the you know what, because. Mm-hmm. for any any creative really anyone who's got this kind of dream out there and like the reality is it's work and it it is war as he defines it as and there's yeah. this resistance that you're fighting against and uh whether that's procrastination whether that's other things you deem more important than the thing at hand whatever it is but but um, but like yeah. if you gave me a 300 400 page book of this i would throw it out the window sure Whereas right. he's just like no i'm gonna go straight to it because he's already written the four or five hundred page of books mm-hmm. you know they, they, which we love and he, this the crazy thing about Pressfield is he can write a historical novel in 300 pages. Most of most historical novels are 400, 500 pages, mm-hmm. which you can there's a lot of story to be told and he writes really compelling yeah. ones in pretty concise packages for the genre. Right. So he's a he is he also I think I don't remember if it's in War of Art or in Do the Work he talks about how every single one of his novels needs to be outlined tip to tail on 
one sheet from a legal pad. So that's mm, what yeah. eleven by fourteen. Yeah. yeah. And eight and just, a half by 14. Eight and a half by 14. So there you go. So just w- the entire novel has to be outlined on there or he won't start it. Right. So he, I mean, yeah. he has a very distinct process, but there's yeah. all like that shows like there is a, yeah. a, uh, an efficiency and economy of thought right. and yeah. words. He's, he's pretty brilliant. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Stephen Pressfield's on our, our, our list of potential successors to Leifinger in the most often referenced on this podcast. Right. We've, got, this a point forward, yeah, we've got a couple. We've got a couple. Frederick Backman, Backman. Stephen Pressfield's going to climb the list shortly. Yes. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Let, let, yeah. Um, fair yeah. warning, everybody. By the way, the, the one that I can't read the full title of, but. <laughs> It's nobody wants to read your ah yes yes and other tough love truths to make you a better writer. <laughs> Man, great. boy, if you start <laughs> filling in that blank, it gets real weird. Yeah, that's right. That's nobody right. Nobody wants to read your what? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right, Dave. Nobody wants to read your ish. Since Aaron didn't bring anything to this table, <laughs> no, 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 Dave, no, no, it's no, no, you I and me. Oh, okay. You have stuff I can talk about. I've got some stuff I can talk about. I figured Dave. I've got seven. I've got. I've got maybe five more. So we probably share some. That's fine. Um. So I really. I. I actually really like short, um, short stories. So there's a no, 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 not short story, but they're like singular <laughs> stories, not collections of short oh, stories. Okay, they're just short like novels. novellas. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, there we'll, we'll is sell, sell with, me. With, I, with an I, asterisk. Ha- I have always struggled with the genre of short story because they is that a book. What's tell that? Me, tell me why you struggle with that. Right. I'm, I'm asking the question. No, it's not. I mean, that's the thing is they're too short to be a book, so you have to compile them, and then you just get this disparate collection yeah. of, like, dissatisfying half-tales yeah. about right. characters yeah. who you're not compelled by. Well, but, I mean, really, it's just it's, it's, it's the story taking as long as, as it needs to take if you're doing it right. Yeah, um, most short stories just don't need to be written. Sure. They're like, well, I've got I've got a bad idea, so let's expand it into, you know, 11 pages and you're like, you know, that would have been better it's just an idea in your head. Right. Well, I guess it depends are you are you thinking a short story is 11 pages or are you thinking a short story is 80 pages or 100 pages? It um, varies. What are you thinking of? So, generally generally speaking, I'm thinking of something in and around the Give me an example. 80 to 100. Put some 20. flesh on these. I'm bones. about to yeah, so, you're taking a long time. Thank you. Uh, so, Shop Girl by um, by Steve Martin is a great example of it's it's a novella. It is it's actually the first um, book of his that I ever read, um, and it's very it's very really? well told. Um, it's not it's not comedy. It's actually about um, the this love affair that this girl who works in a store has. It's a little bit melancholy, um, which. Appeals to my sensibilities. A lot of those get turned into movies. I've and noticed. this one, it's and like this they, one did yes. get turned into it's a movie. It's probably because they're yeah. closer in length. Or there's there's a, they're closer in length to a script, especially when you fill in the dialogue. Correct. And you yeah. don't have to cut a lot of stuff out. Like if you try to turn a 400-page novel into a movie, you inevitably make fans mad because you have to leave a bunch of stuff out. Correct. Whereas unless, you're you're Peter, unless you're Peter Jackson and then you do a, a 14 and a half hours of Lord of the Rings. So. Sure. Sure. Um, then you've got a whole different kind of and problem. And you still left out Tom Bombadil, which is fine because it's a big, fat waste of time anyway. All but it's right. fun. It's a yep. nice little excursion. I'm sure it meant something in Tolkien's masterful mind. It didn't mean a lot when I read it no. any of the 11 times that I read it. Except so. reading all the blogs of, where's Tom Bombadil? You just like this saying Tom Bombadil. Yeah. You really yeah. do like saying Tom Bombadil. So that's one yeah. example of one, but I have more. 
Yes, but we'll turn it over to Dave next. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, what started this when we were going, all going back and forth was I think I was finishing up Pursuit of God and then starting on War of Art. But Pursuit of God among the Boy, that's Christian a, that's genre. Some whiplash. Oh, I know. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I had no. I, I what I should have done is read War of Art <laughs> and then redeem myself through Pursuit of God just to uh, to have a little bit more. Instead, you're like, I'm going to pursue God with this ball and chain uh, tied to my ankle. Yeah. Tied to something. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, hey. Aaron's like, well, that. Uh, all right. Yeah, you know, that, that's more Friday. Yeah, I'm holding up talk. the cue card that says, "Don't get fired." There we go. Okay. I'm always, I'm always holding up. It's that actually cue card. tattooed oh. on your chest. That's yeah. that's actually also true. That's also true. No, I'm so. I'm one of those late ones to read Pursuit of God, but I loved it. But it's more I loved it because it didn't go on for 300 pages or 250 pages, which an yeah. average Christian living yeah. book will go for. So, yep. Um, and you know, he, he writes with very. He writes in a very nice prose, is to the point, and I get it, and I can engage in conversation about it. So it did its job. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to move back to history for a second. Um, all right, so Civil War. There's, all right, so I have Shelby Foote's Civil War Saga, which is three volumes. It's, it's basically the uh, the 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 uh, Churchill's Manchester series, but but for Civil War. I've never read it. I've read pieces of it, but mm-hmm. it looks great on the bookshelf. I would like to read it. But I will say this. It was about 10 years ago. I read April 1865 mm-hmm. by Jay Winnick. Freaking amazing. Mm. And it helped answer more questions I had about the Civil War than any other Civil War book I'd ever read. And there's always ones that go through the whole war or follow one person, but it doesn't really kind of answer a lot of the questions that you may have of why we fight, of why were things so crucial, especially in that last month of the war. And it is fantastic. When people say, I don't really, I'm kind of intimidated by history books. I've got a list of them that I will give them. And I'll say um, something like Unbroken, which is, you know, bio history. If you like, yeah, it's a good intro mm-hmm. into World War II in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll throw this one out. I will do Undaunted Courage and a few others. And I think they're pretty easy to read. It's just more, but it gives you such a good feel for that era. So that's always a good one I've got. So, All right. I'll throw out two mm-hmm. by two very different authors, both mm-hmm. of whom I think we all would say are brilliant. Um, one is The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. And the other is Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Ooh, good choices. So yeah. also, uh, yeah. I am just throwing out books that will make me sound smarter. Um, that's really I respect what I'm that. going for here. Well, actually, I love both of those uh, for writing style. With Lewis, There's they, they both are so profoundly insightful into human condition and or spiritual condition in their own right. Yeah. And, you know, The Great Divorce is it causes some contention amongst people theologically, which is great for what it is because it's, you yeah. know, it's allegorical. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of, um, I don't even know what the word is. It's almost more metaphorical than, sure. than anything. But yeah. then of Mice and Men is just this, it kind of falls into the category you were talking about, Aaron, with those, yeah. like those, it's a, sh- I think it would probably technically be a short story. But it, it, it is, would be classified as a novella. It's so for sort sure. of a transcendent as a standalone thing that it's it's its own novel. Did you read it in school growing up? Nope. That's why mm. I liked it. Mm. I didn't read it until I got out of college, which meant I was I smart can't... enough to understand what it was implying about people. Yeah, mm. I can't remember. I know I read it in um, in high school. I remember, but I loved Great. it then. I did. I did. Yeah, it was. I it think was one I of those, actually. I think I probably would have liked that one in high school. Yeah, because yeah. it's the characters are compelling. 
Steinbeck writes in a way that uh, high school boys can resonate with. Short sentences, clear words, funny descriptions. If you Mm -hmm. have any sense of like subtle sense of humor, he's just genius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, those those two are on my short list of great yeah. short books of two pretty distinctly different genres. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, when I was looking at my bookshelves uh, last night and prep for this episode, that was the thought the five minute prep for this episode. Uh, I I you know there's so many small Lewis books and I love them all, you know, and I thought, man, we could talk about those all day long. But, but not, all, not all small Lewis books were written as books. A lot of them are collections point. of other things. I mean even and, mere Christianity, right? Right. Yeah. And and they're so they were yeah. written as a series of articles or essays or addresses given and then compiled. And plus, and they became like, huge books. Yeah, like yeah. Let, Letters to yeah. Children, for example, is probably my favorite Lewis book, but mm. it wasn't a book. They were letters yeah, to children. Yeah, it's just a collection. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but Great Divorce was written as a singular standalone piece. Like it was this, it's the full, it is the full idea wrapped up in that one yeah. package. Yes. Okay. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Like that. All right. I'm going to give you a couple since you guys wow. both gave two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what is that? It's like, it's like, oh, I'm, I get two points here. So it's, yeah, these are my you coins. That's fine. We're all winners here. Yeah. That's right. Here's your no. participation trophy. No, Aaron. but I have two. I have two. Legit. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, and both are. Comic books. No. Okay. Both are by your pastor. Actually, oh, I had one from oh. my pastor on here too. Yeah, so. Ray Orland. Um, I bet we so, have one of the same ones. Uh, potentially. So um, he's got a little green book published by Crossway called The Gospel. Yep, that and was on my list. Um, it is terrific. It is a wonderful primer. Um, it, what it's what's great about it is, though is that um, it's less about exploring. You know the you know here's the here are all the major beats of the gospel itself. Right. It's more about what does the gospel do in the local church. Yep. So Ray is um, famous for saying you know gospel doctrine produces gospel culture, um, and that's something that my church, which is a plant of your church, mm-hmm. um, fully fully is bought into. It's something that we embrace in the gospel project as well. So there's my plug for for the work job for the week, and. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're really good at that. Thank you. It's like you're a brand manager or something. I know. Shocking. Well, well done, Thank you. sir. Thank you. Good plug. It is an extraordinarily helpful um, helpful book in that it doesn't it doesn't take any longer than it needs to to get this point across, but it com- it it communicates a really compelling vision of what a local church could be yeah. when we live in when we live in light of the things that we say we believe. As a general rule, if you read something that Ray Orland has written, mm-hmm. it does not take longer than necessary to get the point across. Correct. He abhors wasted time, and he he seems to follow the golden rule of writing, which is write something you would want to read. And he's yes. like, I don't want to waste time slogging through a bunch of junk, so I'm not going to write a bunch of junk. Mm-hmm. And it's Correct. it's true. So I mean, I'm I'm working through one of his. It's a it's a like an expositional commentary on Proverbs, which sounds really boring. It's oh, basically that was terrific. it's basically sermons. Yeah, um, but all of them just have this economy of words he, and thought to get to the points to and get the, the get point. the main themes. So yeah, he's, but he he's, still tells it. But he still tells it artfully. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a he's yeah, a craftsman. he's a good writer. Yep. Um, Marriage and the Mystery of the Gospel is uh, is the other one that was that was on mm-hmm. my list. There are as. Listeners may remember from a previous podcast where we were working out some relationship Happy Valentine's issues. Day, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you can hear, we're still working out our relationship no, no. issues. Um, no, we're having a good are, open conversation. That's true. This, this is, is candid. 
Yeah. That's right. This is, we're going to have we're some just, healing we're eventually. Talking, we're talking, are we not? That's true. It's, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's, all right. But um, there are there are far too few really good, helpful books that connect marriage and the gospel in, in, it, in the way that it's meant to be connected. Yeah. Um, you know, there's Keller's book, which is a giant tome and excellent but then there's this, which is 128 pages, and also excellent. There you I like go. It. You got any I more, like Dave? It. I have plenty. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to our favorite topic, which is oh, lead- leadership books. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a Dave twist. It's called Lincoln on Leadership. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. Calm down, everybody. This is exciting. Okay. If I no, get no. any more calm, I will fall asleep. I know. <laughs> say something interesting. Uh, I remember in college, I was just randomly going through Barnes & Noble, and I found this book called Lincoln on Leadership by Donald Phillips. I all right, so there are books, plenty of, again, same thing, plenty of books written about Lincoln. This is distilled down to 200 pages of kind of the key aspects of what made Lincoln's leadership. It's These are ones we probably already know if you read any book on Lincoln, but also it distills them down. And mm-hmm. so um, it's a fun one. So mm-hmm. there you go. Still cool. keep it, still reference it. All right. I got one more. I mean, I'm All sure. Right. Well, two more. Okay. I got, I got two more. Um, I'll throw out both at once. Uh, so the first, back to books that are sort of guides for writers or creative mm-hmm. people. Uh, Strunk and White's Elements of Style is a short book. Yeah. 100-ish yeah. pages. And it's much more... Um, it's much more like resource guide than it is like narrative book. So the Pressfield books we were talking about are... You read those all the way through, and it's sort of a it's a cohesive idea to push you into creativity and writing. Strunk and White is more like, how do you use adjectives? What's a split infinitive? How do you use these different words? The best part is there's, there's like, the last third of the book is a list of terms that often get misused. And the, the, the commentary on how it gets misused and how people should use it is amazing. The adjectives he uses to describe other people's use of words, there's a lot of things like, flaccid and bankrupt and things like that. It's great. So that's one. Mm. And then the other is A Grief Observed, also by C.S. Lewis, who was prolific, but does seem to be a master of writing things in concise form. Um, Mm. So Grief Observed is probably the best book just dealing with the reality of loss of any book I've ever read on the subject and it's it's no more than a hundred pages um and it's it's not a how to deal with the book i mean it is purely a reflection i mean it's a grief observed him saying this is my observations of living in this reality after he lost his wife and uh so it's it's a read and reread one and since it's a hundred pages it's very easy to reread yeah yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. I've um, not read it. I can't believe it, but clearly I can. Wow. That's okay. That's okay. <clears throat> you um, got some more? I, I got a I got a couple of things. So there's a couple. Uh so Barnabas, I know you di- I know you have great disdain for this particular author's writing, but I enjoy it and I don't care. Um so Neil Gaiman writes great short stories for kids. I don't have disdain. I just don't get it. Okay. So I think you should try to read Fortunately the Milk. Well, the title's not doing it any favors. 
Fortunately, the you, fortunately you, you, the milk. You love books that have really bizarre titles. <laughs> I do. I Speaking do. Speaking of yeah. non sequiturs, yeah, yeah. So, but the whole the whole idea the whole idea is it's a dad who is off to get um, who runs out to the store to get milk for his kid's cereal, and what happens on the way because he takes a really long time. Um, and it involves it involves time travel, dinosaurs, and aliens. Huh. Um, you, you it's just fantastic. Went, you just went over three, which is funny because I just watched Avengers Endgame, which involves two of the three. No, I, no, no dinosaurs. Spoiler alert. Right. But oh, uh, man. but it involves the other ones, and it worked. I mean, I shouldn't say it worked. It was fun. I think you should give it a shot. Uh, it'll take you. It'll take you forty minutes at the most. To read the whole thing. That's 40 minutes I won't get back. Is it though? Yeah, that's how time works, <laughs> unlike your nonsense time travel. Okay, when thank you. When it's gone, it's thank gone. Thank you for that. Sir. Thank you for well that. Well done, Aaron. I'm, I'm, I'm jiving now. Just keep rolling. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I quit. I quit. No, no done. don't do we're that. Here. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. You do all the editing of this podcast. Yeah, that's we're right. very grateful that's for right. that. Uh, <laughs> I press record in all of and our exotic editing, locations. I mean editing, folks. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> actually some editing that yes. happens on this show. Yes, um, there is. Yeah. I say a lot of things that, that never reach the airwaves. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Uh, certainly for my best. That's why <laughs> Thank we, you. That's why welcome. we can continue doing this podcast. That's right. It's why we can continue to feed our children. And... Uh, yeah, but uh, but you know I've got uh, um, S.D. Smith who is uh, a, he writes a great series for um, for all age an all ages read uh, called the Green Ember. He in between his and they're great. The books themselves are you know fairly decent length, but I mean but they're they're they you read those at a brisk pace. Yeah. So they're not um, they I would consider those you know kind of short in terms of time investment. They yeah they would be in the same genre as like a like in terms of reading level of you know your Harry Potters or whatever, but they read so much faster and this they're you know whatever 250 280 pages per book instead right. of 780 pages. Right. And in between each major release, he releases a very small book in between that is a short, short book that's usually about a hundred and some odd pages. Yeah, it's a lot of character backstory and different yeah. things like that. So if you if you have enjoyed sort of the world that he creates, yeah, and those they are, usually those are really and they usually give a hint of where they're going in the next one. Yeah. So, um, so our whole family really enjoys those. Um, Think and, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And so you've got like mm-hmm. the main books are the Avengers movies, and these other ones are the single character ones that sort of tie things together. Now, they're not quite as substantial as that, but it's it's a similar kind of thing of way, the way the stories fit. Right. Right. So, But none of them are the Thor movies because S.D. Smith's books are good, and the Thor movies, other than Ragnarok, just sucked. So, Aaron seems to disagree. <sighs> But this is not on a the movie scale podcast. of Marvel movies. They were the worst. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, they're still worse. Um, Which but, one? Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron is probably close to the bottom of the list for me. It was a dumb movie, but it had a great fight scene. The Thor movies are dumb and have no good fight scenes, other than Ragnarok, <laughs> which was really fun. So okay, I'm yes, I'm derailing us. Also, I'm tired of talking about short books. Yeah, it's fine. Doing? It's fine. Um, but you know, before we before we, we've got two things to do before we wrap up talking yes, about short we do. books. Um, Dave has Dave has a couple more, but I would. Well, be he's re- about to be my punch in the face. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I would be remiss if I did you're, you're not gonna like one of these. Okay, you're but listen, like one of these. I would be remiss if I did not mention our sponsor for the week, uh, Gospel Center Discipleship, because mm-hmm. they um, actually publish 
short books as well. Um, so if you go to uh, gcdiscipleship.com, you can read lots of articles. You can see, you can uh, check out all their resources to help you make, mature, and multiply disciples. Or resources, as we or say resources. in the United States, since there's no Z in it. Thank you, thank you. Um, but we've got a um, but we've got a special offer just for Table of Malcontents listeners. Ooh, get some resources. We like special offers. Get some resources or some resources if you prefer. I like getting gospel. Um, if gospel-y. you use the promo code Malcontent, um, you can get fifty percent off of any ebook order. So there you go. So you can okay. read some deal. short. Helpful, so encouraging. GCDiscipleship.com. Yes. Use, the, use the promo code Malcontent. There's some irony there. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Roll so, with it. 50% so there you off, go. y'all. That's right. <laughs> You'll be a lot less malcontented. You will be significantly more content. That's right. Um, that's, a, with your, that's a better way to put it. Thank you for editing. On you're the welcome. Like there you go. I like that. All right. So uh, so we've got that. And then, Dave, you um, let's finish up. I'm going to finish this. up. Then you can finish up. <laughs> I don't know what that, that means. That sounds wrong. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with no that. No winking. And stop licking your lips, Dave. <laughs> but can I uh, can I be additional self promoy for a moment? Absolutely. Because get weird as a writer. For all we know, you weird. drop in like 11, 11 promos <laughs> per episode for your stuff anyway. Like brought the, uh, brought to you by me. <laughs> that's and right. my books. That's right. Uh, but but no. Speaking of which, I have written two short books. Um, both, both from Cruciform Press. They're another publisher that does exclusively short books, yeah. um, and so they do really great stuff. Um, nice wide variety. Kevin, who's the the publisher, uh, does a terrific job um, with all those. But uh, if you're looking for a really great, concise uh, biblical theology of poverty, um, grab the one that I wrote called "Awaiting a Savior." I love it. Feeling it. Yeah, mm. there you go, mm. Dave. I like it. There you go. Aaron, thank you. This is a self-promotion no, I'm that ever going to get, guys. That was good. My books aren't short enough to make this episode, so yeah. we'll skip them. No, Curious, Curious Christian's pretty short. Sure. No, I, I, we can tight. throw it in there. All of them are under yeah. 200 pages. Uh, that which is awesome. No, it does. For Christian yeah. books, For that Christian counts. books, okay, get fair. under 200 and you're, right. you're gold. Check them out. Right. Do it. Remember, <laughs> like, go. if it was gold, then I wouldn't be in this front. That's right. I would literally have gold. Thank you. Yes. Okay, Dave, finish it. Help us wrap this up. All right. I have a River runs through it, the book, and other short stories. It, ha- it does have mm-hmm. short stories with it, but it is a concise That's book. sort of a novella, and then it has a couple of stories that are kind of tagged on, which are right. not nearly as good. But mm-hmm. it's a beautiful movie, and it's because it's a beautiful book. It pretty much quotes – I mean, you, the script of the movie follows the book, yeah. like, word for word, which is rare. And mm-hmm. that helps having a narrator for the movie. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, that's, like, the advantage. Especially when you've got one that is as strong as Robert Redford. Yes, one of the – yeah, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Narrate our lives. That's true. Um, and my last one is The Search for God in Guinness by Stephen Mansfield. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which is a really fun bio well, I get on the company. With- Pressfield all yeah. the time. Oh, really? yeah, like, you know what? You can't be Stephen writers. something yeah. field. Yeah. That's not fair. One yeah. of you yeah. needs to change your last name. And it's going to have or to be It's probably going to be Stephen. Yeah, but still, it, you wrote a fun Really? Book. Which one? <laughs> That's helpful, Dave. So, here's a qu- so I think here's the answer. It has to be whichever one agrees to come on the show. It has to be whichever one has sold oh, fewer man. books. 
That's true. You we know, judge value pre- by book sales. So. Pressfield is... Well, then we're all doomed. I Correct. Know. That's why we do a podcast. Except for Dave. Yeah, Steven, Steven lives <laughs> like down the street. But, yeah. man, if we could get Pressfield on, he does not do many interviews anymore. Oh. So, I don't know. He's a crank. You know, he's a I'd crank. Like and, you know, like fun, I was listening to him on Koppelman's podcast, and I'm reminded how much I hate Brian Koppelman's <laughs> podcast. I hadn't looked through it in a while. I was curious uh, who he interviewed. It's the most, it's, like, self-congratulatory, uh, like, well, here's a creative thing that I did. How do you do is it more self-congratulatory than this particular episode? Yeah, by no, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no idea. Okay, it's, Nobody is prouder of themselves. Well, that's not true. Tim Ferriss is prouder of himself for having well, a podcast. Well, that's just a given. But, but Brian Koppelman is like, well, he's like smugly artistically Tim well, they're Ferriss. They're carved from the same yeah. something, whatever that is. You know who does a great job interviewing celebrities? Uh, there's a prod- podcast called, I think it's called off camera or behind yes, camera, it's Sam, Sam Jones. Jones. It's great. He's excellent. And it's also mm-hmm. he has, it's dub, doubles as a TV yes. show too. It's I mean, great. I haven't watched Conan it. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Has he a, lets them oh, talk. Yeah. One. He Except, lets I mean, them talk. It's never warning, about obviously. him. It's but he's so curious. In he the does way his he, homework. Yes. Yeah, he he wants to draw out them. Now some of the guests are very navel gazy, but he's yeah, a great a little. Yeah, well of course when you I mean cool. it's it's all in Hollywood. Have you listened to Conan O'Brien needs a friend yet? Guys, should we, should we call his hotline no. and see if he wants to come on and be our friend? <laughs> hey, Conan, we need a friend. You need to listen to it, Dave. It is <laughs> All right. it is the Putting only podcast on that I have listened to that makes me laugh out loud every single episode. Yep. All right. I'm putting doing it right now. It's yep. very like it. There you go. And again, listeners, if you're concerned about language, content. One. Yeah, that one's there you go. it's got a little here and there. Yeah. It's all right. All right. Who are, okay. who are we punching? Well, we've got time for one sucker punch, and Barnabas has his hand up. I raised my hand. Okay. So this will also double as my what I'm reading or what I've recently read or tried to read and couldn't finish because it was utter horse manure. Okay. And it was Paddle Your Own Canoe by Nick Offerman. And Nick Offerman is so hateable in in his writing of that book. He is such a bag that... (laughs) He just he he. In, I, I read. Think he made the word any better. I read four <laughs> chapters. You can bleep it if you the, must. The dash is still he, better. I read like four chapters of it and was like, "This is I I." He needs to be punched in his mustache. I, I have mm. read it and it is still amusing. It's a little harsh. He's um, not amusing. He does even he his does. jokes are like this. Is you're trying to be funny. You well, either are funny or you're not, but you can't try. Here's what I realized. Nick Offerman is funny because of his persona. Yes. Not because he's actually funny. Correct. Which means that in writing, all of his jokes that would be funny if he was like smirking behind a mustache stop being funny. What what it is is people are expecting Ron Swanson to talk for four hours, whatever the, the, you know, the audio book would be if that's what it is or if the book. And they expect like those types of stories. The reality is he talks about woodwork, like the whole... The whole book, which is what he loves, well, it, but it's t- it that or his relationship with his wife. He, he does talk about that a ton. I didn't even get to that part. Yeah, I quit really it like just, really I quit it like went to college, and I was like, "Good lord, I'll, I don't want to. You don't even want to know what this guy grows up into." No. We tried to watch. Conan, we tried he to told watch the special. same stories on Conan as he did from the book. Yeah, well, see, and here's the did, thing: yeah. in an interview, yeah. I've enjoyed listening to him be interviewed. Like he's he is funny in that interactive context, but yeah, he's although I. I yeah. had to turn off the interview on the the, the one interview. One? Yeah, it was just like, nope, this is not. I'm not interested in hearing about this particular aspect of your relationship. Thank you. Yeah, they got a little detailed. Yeah, so but, I mean, it just it, he, that book yeah. was. 
it it made me forever give up on celebrity memoirs unless somebody I trust implicitly okay. on their book taste. And as much as I make fun of Dave for his taste in books, it's only because he loves history too much, right. not because he likes bad books. So when he recommended the Eric Idle one, I will check that one out yeah. because I'm going to tell you that great. sounds good. I'm going to tell you one. do the book that I th- was sure you had already read. Maybe it was as you tweeted it as a Kindle deal or something oh, like that. Oh, so, probably that. I tweet a lot um, of books that I've never read. That's true. Full disclosure. Oh, I tweet them because they're cheap, not because they're good. Sure. Um, so I must say by Martin Short is outstanding. So what we're saying here is that celebrity memoirs by people over the age of 70 have a shot at being good. Correct. Celebrity memoirs of people who are currently famous not and necessarily under, so good. like, say, 50 not probably, necessarily so Probably good. crappy. Potentially. Are Potentially. any of them good? I mean, Bossy Pants was good. Was it? Yeah, it was I'm good. I'm afraid to try it because Amy Poehler's was so bad and Nick Offerman's was so bad. Okay. Well, we'll talk about some more. Maybe we'll... Uh, maybe right. we'll, well, I knocked we'll out two birds later. with one stone. We're punching Nick Offerman. There you go. Not Ron Swanson. No, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. There the you man go. man himself. Okay, Dave, what are you reading? Man, I just got done with... Colin Powell's "It Worked for Me" uh, memoir, mm. so which was okay. great. You know, I mean, he's over seventy, isn't he? Thank you. He's yes, over yes, seventy. There he you go. Yes, there you go. go. Come on, come on. It was it go. was great. I I've always admired him. He was very open about his flaws, mistakes that have been made, mm-hmm. but also just you know, it's he's got a fascinating military career. He's also one of the first who rose up mm-hmm. who was not who did not go to one of the academies and there you go. He was Roxy. Wow, he's so. way over seventy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like eighty something. Yeah. Yeah. I this was written like five years ago, All I think. Right. Something like that. But yeah. yeah. I just finished it so I can't say I've been reading it. I've got See I I'll still, save those for I next still one. remember still him counts. from my yeah. childhood, you know, being the the significant military leader. So it's hard mm-hmm. for me to imagine. It's hard for me to forget or to remember that time yeah. goes on and he's now like 83. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I still think yes. everyone is 30. So um, <laughs> Every, everyone, everyone is. is 30. Everyone is 30. Everyone. <laughs> All right. So I am currently yeah. reading, uh, because we mentioned him multiple times uh, this episode, Stephen Pressfield's The Lion's Gate. Mm. Um, that is on a recommendation from you two jokers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Lions Gate on the front lines of the Six Day War. Mm. Um, I am maybe about a quarter of the way through it, and it is fantastic. So mm. good yep. job, gentlemen. Thank you. Um, you said Pressfield, and you ordered Pressfield. <laughs> so I recommended to both of you via text, and of course Dave responds in six seconds. He's like read it. He's like, and, I mean, not smugly, yeah. but just no, more, no, more like, like read it. more like loved no. it. No, no, but no. it was. It was like, I really, I don't think I'd read any of Pressfield till like a year and a half ago. And yeah. it was because of you, because it was Gates of Fire. I'm like, shoot, man, I, right. need, to, I, I need to read that. Gates and of then Fire, I've read like four or five yeah. since. Gates of Fire is his best novel. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I haven't read anything by him that I didn't enjoy for what it was. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All like right. It. So, uh, guys, that takes care of today's episode. This was a good conversation about short books. It was not a short episode, um, and that's oh, okay. Irony. Irony. Um, but, uh, listeners, we hope you have enjoyed this chat, that you found some good books to uh, to check out from our discussion. Do visit our sponsor, Gospel Center Discipleship. That's gcdiscipleship.com. Use the coupon code MALCONTENT. That, singular. One singular. Malcontent. 
Yes, get 50% off your order. As always, purchase your delicious coffee from Ligaris Roasters for the new Table Malcontents blend there as well. I just finished um, my bag of that, and now I'm on to Happy Rant. I am just about done my last bag, so I've just put in a new order, and it's delicious. There's only two kinds of coffee we keep in our house now. Both of which are from Lagars. LagarsRoasters.com. Right. LagarsRoasters.com. Check it out. And uh, leave your five-star rating and review. Give us uh, all your glowing praise that you can handle. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. This is an Area Code podcast.